John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Seth Peterson. And this is John Kiltica. This is the High Game Podcast. The High Game Podcast. What do we talk about here, John? <laughs> we talk about guitars, man. Okay, cool. Where are we recording from? A beautiful basement in lovely West Seattle, Washington. Uh, yeah. It is beautiful and lovely. Yes. I got all freaked out. It's like at nighttime, and I got all weirded out on this intro. I don't know what happened. We flipped the script, Dad. We did. Normally, we're, you know, weekend and stuff and now we're just like you know we got a cool guitar and it's so cool we wanted to make sure we could actually do the episode we had a couple things happen one Mm. this cool guitar came in over at uncle frank's yeah at thunderroadguitars.com right and two yeah one of our esteemed viewers requested that we cover it yeah a confluence of events led us to middle of the night on a school night yeah so here we are for you yeah, that's pretty cool. It was viewer Alan Lenny. Yeah. On Patreon. That's great. He's a big fan of this guitar. Yeah. And wanted us to do something about it. What are we going to do about it? Oh, we're going to do something about it. I like when you hold it up like that, and I can't even see the guitar. It's invisible. Yep. There's no hiding the gut with one of these things. No. It's like Wonder Woman's plane. That's right. She's just yeah. sitting there flying the air. Tell me something, Beverages, yes, Ed. Yeah. It's a little sad, no? No, <laughs> that's very sad. R.I.P. Bradley Cooper. I think we lost him, right? No. Is that from that movie with Lady Gaga? Uh, yeah, we lost his character. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. R- oh, yeah. R.I.P. whatever his name was. Yeah. In the I, movie. Yeah. A Star is Born. Yeah. That song by Lady Gaga. You know, that was a request 
from Ed's wife. Ed's lovely wife. I think she's going to be very happy. What do we have for beverages, Ed? I've got Razzleberry Peace Tea. It's a big tall boy. Yeah, I've got Sweet Lemon Peace Tea. Yeah. You know, it says Peace Tea, and it says Made with Peace, Love, and Happiness. Yep. You're getting ready to have the feels, the hippie feels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go around the side of the can. It's a Coca-Cola joint. It, it feels like, let me open this. I haven't even tried mine yet. Mine's a Razzleberry. What's yours? Sweet Lemon. Oh, Oh, I hate it. Sucralose. That Oof. doesn't sound good. That's like that stuff that makes your butt leak, right? Olean? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt if Coca-Cola just slipped a little Olean in here just to fuck with us. Are you kidding me? The big Olean concern? Yeah, exactly. Manufactured for Peace Tea Beverage, Tustin, California, a business of Next Step Beverages, LLC, copyright the Coca-Cola Company. That's weird because on mine it has copyright 2016 peace tea beverage and it does not say Coca-Cola on mine. Mine says copyright 2019. You're probably drinking pre-buyout tea. Yeah. Ed was into it before they sold out. (laughs) Ed hated it way back. Yeah. In the South, the people put so much sugar in iced tea. They do. It's like a syrup. I hate it. I have flashbacks. Iced tea, SD. I lived in Alabama, Louisiana, Tennessee, Florida. Ugh. You'll never be right. This head is an Ampeg Dan Armstrong guitar. That guitar is pretty cool. This thing has really great sustain. Okay. It'll sustain forever. Okay. Why? Because it's Lucite? This is a guitar made out of plexiglass. Can you believe that? Well, I think so, because I can see through it. It magnifies and x-rays anything you hold up Yeah. behind it. Ed is looking at my ribs right now. My actual ribs. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Is that why it sustains so well? Plexiglass? Yeah. Extremely dense. How come you keep calling it plexiglass, and I keep calling it Lucite? Because you're just being a dick. Okay. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Plexiglass, it turns out, the constituent chemicals of it yeah. have been around since the 1800s. Okay. But plexiglass in the form we know it, yeah, 1930s. Okay. It's actually called polymethyl methacrylate. Ugh. Yeah. The thing that people get confused are the marketing names. Okay. The commercial names. So this okay. guitar is made out of commercial name plexiglass with one S. Oh, really? Yeah. Plexiglass is a commercial name? With one S. Okay. Formulated in the 30s? Yeah. By a couple German dudes. German rocket scientists. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Those guys. We sneak them back over here. Yep. We don't get to the moon without a bunch of weirdo Nazi boys. Yeah. Not into it. Brought to market in 33, plexiglass. Okay. Other marketing names. Yes. You mentioned Lucite. Lucite. That was one. Crylux? Nope. Perclax? Nope. Perspex? Nope. Plexiglass? Yes. Lucite? Yes. The rest of those names, no. Yeah. They're not a thing. Yeah. It's a transparent thermoplastic, Ed. A transparent thermoplastic. Yeah. That sounds cool. You could get it in sheets. Okay. You could get it in liquid form if you're going to, like, cast things out of it. Okay. The mid-century moderns dug making some furniture out of plexiglass. Oh, the chairs and stuff? Uh Sure. Uh Yeah. I'm not into the see-through ones. That doesn't look like a thing you'd want to sit on, right? But you're not going to die in it. Okay. Plexiglass? Yeah. 
shatterproof. Okay. That doesn't mean what it might sound like. It sounds like you cannot shatter it. You can break it with great force into like larger, blunter pieces. Right. In World War II, the bomber planes, all the cockpit windows and everything were plexiglass. Oh, so they wouldn't just like... So when they took flak, the chances were less that your face would get cut to shreds if it was plexiglass than if it was shards of actual glass. Yeah. But yeah, lightweight, shatter-resistant, alternative to glass. Great. It's a mystery material that is just very (laughs) sciencey. And I'm looking at this guitar made out of it. Crystal meth was also developed in oldie days because all those World War II pilots also were doing a lot of crystal meth. I think that's true. So they were like making plexiglass and then a town over, they're making crystal meth. The wonders of World War II. Yeah. It all led up to the making of this plexiglass guitar. Mm Mm-hmm. How did this start, Ed? How did this happen? (laughs) I don't even know what you're talking about. Clear guitars. Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. What is the confluence of weird events that led to the development of this thing? Hmm. I'm thinking Dan Armstrong is a plastics guy. No. He's a Lucite guy. No. He's a plexiglass guy. Perclax? Yeah, he's a Perclax guy. Crylux? (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm going to tell you this story, Ed. Okay. You know about our man Charles Everett Hall? I don't know him. He was an upright bassist. Okay. Played with Lawrence Welk in Chicago. Cool. That must have been some sweet-ass music. (laughs) We don't really do a lot of deep-dive demographic stuff on the ages of our listeners. I don't think we've really looked into that. We might skew slightly younger. A little bit. And I just remember as a child going to grandma's house and Goody loved Lawrence Welk. She was just into it. And, you know, people who watched Lawrence Welk, they are... Not so much. Not so much. Goody, R.I.P. Oh, Goody. We lost her. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Well, so playing all this is Lawrence Welk. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Our man Everett. Yeah. (laughs) I am a monster. (laughs) (laughs) He wished his upright bass was louder. Okay. So he decided to take matters into his own hand. Okay. Yeah. He only had one hand. You know the upright bass, it stands up on its little pole there? Yeah. And you can adjust the pole to make the bass higher or lower depending on your own height? I am familiar, yes. He had the idea. Right. Why don't I take that pole out, attach a little component to it. Okay. That amplifies things. Okay. Stick it back up in the bass. Stick it up in there. Wiggle yeah, it around a pull, little bit. Pull the wire out one of the F-holes, perhaps. Oh, sure. And see if it amplifies. Yeah. The bass makes it louder if we're going into an amp. Right. Did it work, Ed? Yes. Oh, it worked. Made that thing loud as fuck. Wow, this is great. It was his wife Okay. that suggested, maybe you should make these things for people who would buy them. I love it. Everett. I love it. He said, well, you're so smart, Gertrude. <laughs> Her real name. What would you call it? Right. I'd call it the Amp Peg. Gertrude, she's yeah. the best. He applied for a patent for that thing in 1946. Okay. I think he thought, here comes fame and fortune for me. He and Gertrude Whoa. pack it up. They head for New York. They buy their house just outside the city in New Jersey. Ugh. And then he meets a guy. Who's he meet? He meets a guy named Stanley Michael. What's Stanley up to? Stanley is not up to much. Oh, no. What happened? He got dead. We lost him. What about Gertrude? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. What about uh, Everett? God damn it. It's horrible. We call that a three-banger. Three-banger for the win. Yeah. (laughs) Stanley Michael is building amps, and he's trying to make 
better, more portable amps for bass players. Right. So Everett's like, huh, that's a coincidence because I just made this thing that goes up in the hole of the upright bass called an Ampeg, and you're making amps. Hey, you want to have a company? Right. Sure, let's have a company. So they do that. They call it, creatively enough, the Michael-Hull Electronic Lab. They set up shop in Newark, beautiful Newark, New Jersey. Okay. Like a year later? Yeah. Michael leaves. Uh, he goes to buy a pack of smokes, never comes back. That's how they did it. Yep. Everett renames the company, the Ampeg Base Amp Company. So all of a sudden, my guy Everett, oh, I know a little something about making base amps now. Yep. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> Everett's got the Ampeg Company. They moved to larger headquarters, Linden, New Jersey. What do you know about Linden? It's next to Rawway. Okay, what do you know about Rawway? It's the city I was born in. Ugh. It's right across the water from those mopes in Staten Island. <laughs> Look at these mopes. <laughs> it's getting into the 60s now. Okay. Rock and roll is getting more and more prevalent, but Everett? Mm -hmm. He's Lawrence Welk, dude. Right. Rock and roll, don't care. Yeah. So about this time, yeah. there's another dude that's from the Midwest who plays guitar and is pretty good and wants to move to the big city to try out his chops. Okay. His name? Yes. Dan Armstrong. Dan Armstrong. Yeah. He comes to New York to try to be a session musician. He's fairly successful at that. Okay. And he's fixing guitars and uh, sets up shop fixing people's guitars. He becomes pretty well known as that guy. Like, wow, not only is this guy a really good player, but while you're at it, if you're playing with Dan and your guitar needs to be looked at, he'll do that for you. Yeah. So our man Dan yeah. sets up shop on Music Row in New York City. Sets up shop as in to repair guitars? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He does that for a reason on Music Row. That's where all the stores are like cheek by jowl. Tons of them. What did you just say? Cheek by jowl. Is that like butts to nuts? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he did that to be near the other guitar shops that might want to send out stuff to be repaired. Got it. And also to be at the kind of epicenter of the music scene to get session work. Sure. How about our guy Dan? What's he up to? Oh, Dan. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So, why do I bring up all this, Ed? I, I don't know. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you about a third guy. <laughs> Just because I can. I'll make this one quick. Okay. This guy's name is Billy Grammer. Okay. Nashville cat. Country music star. Had a big hit. Okay. Decides, I'm going to make guitars. Okay, sure. I don't know anything about guitars. I don't know how to make guitars. How am I going to figure out how they're made? At the time, mm -hmm. late 50s, early 60s. Okay. Well, Billy Grammer. He had a couple of guitars. He had a big Gibson jumbo acoustic, and he had a Martin D18. Okay. He sawed them in half. He wanted to see how they worked inside. I don't know. I mean, sure. So he did it, and he ended up getting some people, starting a little company, making these kind of higher-end acoustic guitars for the Nashville Cats. <laughs> what do you need to saw the guitar in half for? I mean, I guess to get like detailed bracing kind of things. Yeah, because they didn't like... have mirrors back then. Right, exactly. <laughs> like what? I don't know, man. Grammar guitars named after him. Love it. I guess they were pretty well regarded for the little bit they were around. Okay. They ended up getting bought. Okay. By Ampeg. Ampeg. Okay. Ampeg is thinking, oh, wait a minute. What do we know about guitars? We make bass amps. We need somebody who knows something about guitars. Hey, all you guys, who knows something about guitars? Dan Armstrong. There's this guy in the city, Dan yep. Armstrong. Everybody talks real highly of that cat. Okay. He knows how to build and fix, and he's a player, too. Yep. Why don't you talk to him? So old Everett gets yeah. together with Dan Armstrong. 
Okay. Hey, Dan Armstrong. Yeah. I just bought these acoustics. Can you tell us what you would do to make them better? Make them out of fucking lucite, baby. He didn't like them and said, I'd throw them away. Grandpa guitars. Yeah. I'm on Team Dan. So then Dan's like, I know. Why don't I design an electric guitar? Okay. Okay, if that's what you want to do, come up with some ideas, do it. Okay. And so he came up with this. He wanted maximum sustain. Yeah. So that's where the idea for the plexiglass comes in. He hasn't worked with lucite or plexiglass or... No, just thinking that's what I want to do. What a weird... The pickups are hot swappable. That's crazy. You unscrew a thumb screw in the back. Yeah. You slide that thing out and you put a new one in. Yep. The pickups came in sets. This one's only got volume tone, one pickup. Yes. Are they all like that? Yes. It was a set of six kinds of pickups that could be hot swappable with Okay. And they had names like Rock Treble, which is what this is. Okay. Rock Bass. Okay. Country Treble, Country Bass, Jazz Treble, Jazz Bass. Did you get all six when you bought the guitar? No, they didn't come together. So how much did this guitar cost in 1969 when our man Dan Mm -hmm. inventorated it? In 1969, that thing cost... $277. It was $290. How about that? That's pretty good. You know what I did, John? You looked it up. Well, $2,028. Two thousand and twenty-eight. Yeah, came without a case, without anything. Another sixty bucks got you the case. Oof. Okay. And the pickups, there were six of them, were thirty-five dollars each. Comes with one. Yeah. The pick guard on this thing is wood grain. It's the same stuff you put on your countertops. It looks very seventies. You notice anything else about this? That's a uh, kind of cool, Ed. Twenty-four frets. Twenty-four frets, clear okay. the body. You can get up there, Ed. Is that what I was looking for? that nice isn't that delicate (laughs) very delicate yeah what pickups in this do you know the rt rock treble rock treble and so that's in here yeah okay and so what does that sound like clean style warm that up a little for you yeah treble it up for me it's rock treble give me some treble give me all of it what i would call a pickup selector what's that switch do yeah so that switch is meant to do two things on one side it accesses a different tonal flavor of the pickup each pickup has its own kind of variant and then the other side is supposed to be a boost okay do you think he has a patent on it i don't know but what i do know is that in 79 the reason for these being discontinued yeah is that there were disagreements between dan armstrong and ampeg sure dan was like okay i'm splitting yeah and they stopped making this guitar there's no indication of whether that's because dan had all the intellectual property on it right or not does it say ampeg it on it it says anywhere dan armstrong ampeg on the body on the pickguard nothing on the headstock nothing on the headstock huh hey you want to hear something Oh, we've got some dirt here today, Ed. Oh, yeah. This is the Red Witch Fuzz God 2. Whoa. What do you think of that? I think that's a lot. We also have... Yeah. Some color. Oh. Uncle Frank loaned us a pedal. Yeah, from Thunder Road Guitars. Yeah. Thunderroadguitars.com. The Electroharmonics Attack Decay Tape 
tape reverse thing or tape reverse simulator thingy yeah special bonus yeah so you turn it on you do your, all your tape delay reversey kinds of things right like that you can also add a little fuzz to that okay and that's on the EHX it is Brings the doom. That is very, very like sun sounding. It's a good pedal. I like it. Yeah, pretty good. I'm into that swelly thing you had. It's pretty swelly. <laughs> hey, you want to know something? Okay. So about this time. Yeah. When Dan's making his plexiglass guitar and people are digging it. Yeah. 68, 69. Yeah. The Rolling Stones come to America. Okay. They're getting ready to go on tour. Yes. They ship over all their gear. They want to play through the big high watt stacks, the big, huge, loud. Right. Uh, those things were like 100 watts. So they would have multiples of those. Right. So they ship them over. They're in L.A. and they're getting ready to practice. Nobody seems to know if this is exactly what happened. Right. But apparently, as the story goes, whoever was in charge of switching the power to U.S. power. Right. Didn't. Okay. And blew them all up. Okay. Shit, what are we going to do? Yeah. So they called Ampeg, who had an office in, let's say, L.A., Hollywood, somewhere. Okay. And they had these prototypes yes. that our man Dan Armstrong had been developing. No kidding. Had five of them. And so the Stones were like, yeah, good, bring all five. Huh. And uh, Dan's not even the amp dude. He was designing he had... amps as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So they bring them to the Stones like, okay, great, take them. Yeah. The Stones love them. I mentioned the high watts, 100 watts. Right. These prototype Ampegs? Yeah. 300? Yeah, that's so, more. Three times as much. Turns out, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Three times. Whoa. The Stones like them so much, they take them and use them on the entire tour. Okay. When they got back. Yes. That's when Ampeg was like, let's market these things. Yeah. Thus was born the SVT. Oh. The venerable Ampeg yep. SVT yep. amp. Love it. You could use that with your refrigerator cabinet. Sure. If you want it. I want to. Yeah. I think a lot of people did. I think that's a great idea. Isn't that kind of cool? What did old Jimmy Ampeg, old C. Everett Coop Ampeg, whatever his name was. I don't think he was into it. Yeah. He's like the Stones with their marijuana cigarettes and their bell-bottom jeans, fucking in the mud. Super muddy. He's not into that. Lawrence Welk's over there just sipping on his little scotch and soda. In 67, Ampeg gets bought. I'm he gonna... sees the hippies coming. Yeah. I don't think Everett was into that. Because no. October of 68, he <laughs> resigns. He tenders his resignation. Oh. 71? Yeah. Ampeg gets acquired by Magnavox. TV guys. They also had Selmer saxophones and shit. Yeah, yeah. 72? Let's just disband Ampeg. <laughs> sure. Between 67 and 72, so five years... A major corporation is sold three times and then just gutted. Yeah. Perfect. Any management that was left over? Yeah, we'll fucking hang them. Hey, you want to go to Selmer Magnavox? 
Oh, sure. The management, sure. Yeah. I'm sorry. They were hanging the employees. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, okay. I guess we'll go to Selmer yeah. Magnavox. Where are you guys? We're in Indiana. <laughs> Fuck. So, back in the day, what is Everett doing? He invites a dude to come make guitars. The guy says, we're going to make Lucite. And he's just like, yeah, okay. Think of the overlapping dates. Okay. Nam in 69. He had already so, sold. Well, yeah. He's on as president once they get acquired. Okay. So he's president when Dan shows up. Oh. But he's not really day-to-day the, uh, dude. Oh. Yeah, and yeah, And then yeah, a year yeah, later, yeah. he ends up quitting anyway. Uh, right, right. So, yeah, he's probably like, wait, you assholes are making plastic guitars? Fuck this. I'm out of here. Can you imagine? Like... <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got fish tanks made out of that stuff. Exactly. <laughs> what do you think the chances are that Dan, mm-hmm. our man Dan Armstrong, yeah, was into Lawrence Welk? Yeah. Oh, heavy, heavy influence. Yeah, yeah. Welkhead. Yeah, he's Larry Positive. Yeah. You, who's played this fucking thing, John? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that question, Ed. Thank you, John. Because at the time uh-huh. that uh, the Stones had their unfortunate, oh crap, we blew up all our amps, won't you please loan us something we can use for our tour? Right. Dan had a prototype of this guitar. Okay. He gave it to Keith. Okay. Of the Rolling Stones. Yes. Who proceeded to use it all over the place. Used it on tour. Okay. You know that Gimme Shelter film? Mm-hmm. About the Rolling Stones? I do. Get a look at Keith. Yeah. He's playing one of these. I know I have seen him with one of those. Yeah. He's kind of it. He played it on just about every song that the Stones were playing at the time because they were on tour. Right, live. Yeah, but in the studio. Yeah. Ever heard of that song, Bitch, from Sticky Fingers? Okay. 1971? Yeah. Does Keith do a lot of blues facey stuff? I don't know. He's not like John Mayer blues face guy, certainly. How would you like to hot seat, Ed? Okay. From 1984. Okay. I guess this guy played this for most of the time. I'm not going to get it off. Like maybe when the vocals kick in, maybe, but. It's, uh. It's, uh. Is it Black Flag? It is! Yeah, it's Black Flag. I like. uh, That was great! Greg Ginn? It is! It's a cool guitar for a punk rock guy seminal punk 80s kind of right yeah yeah yeah. like hardcore like it's just a cool guitar to be playing there's another band that played this okay uh do you know a guy named cyril jordan i don't know if i do the band is called the flaming groovies 
Do you know the Flamin' Groovies? Kind of. They're kind of like 60s, 70s, San Francisco hippie style. But yeah. I can hear more contemporary sounds in this than you would guess for 1971. This is called Yesterday's Numbers. From the Today Times, okay, a guitarist who's fond of these, yeah, so much so that he put the Black Flag logo on his, yeah, in the same place that Greg Ginn had his, sure, just to kind of show yeah. that he appreciates the history. Homage, yeah, that man, our guy Dave Grohl, oh, yeah, he was playing these for a while. So are the uh, the reissues? Are the pickups also hot swappable? They are hot swappable. Oh, okay. Made to the same specs as the originals by Dan Armstrong's son Kent. Kent Armstrong. Kent Armstrong. So I think Dave Grohl plays or may own some of the reissues because their reputation is very good. Well, cool. Foo Fighters. All my life. Oh. Searching for something, something never comes, never leads to nothing, nothing satisfies, but I'm getting close, closer to the prize at the end of the rope. All night long, I dream of the day, when it comes around and it's taken away, leaves me with the feeling that I feel the most, feel it come to life when I see your ghost. That's pretty good, isn't it? has a very unique voice when i go back on my whole the tone wood doesn't matter the body doesn't matter wood doesn't matter as far as it's all wood right but how much more denser than wood is this yeah that's the story of the dan armstrong plexiglass guitar ed it's just not really my thing i guess it's probably not mine either yeah uh, weird Pro tip. Yeah. Say you're a Nashville cat. Yeah. And you scratched up the back of it with your big old belt buckle. Right. Oh, crap. Yeah. Toothpaste. Yeah. It'll buff that scratch right out. Generally, I play naked from the waist down. This would be the go-to. Well, I'm saying that's a no-fly zone. Like, I don't want to do that. No. Man, I read that one wrong. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no. I mean, I want to be comfortable but I don't want people seeing my stuff through, you know, my guitar window. Well, boner pills. Boner pills? I hate them. I thought you said you didn't have a problem taking them. Well, you, you just don't want to shill them. Correct. It's a good thing because you won't have to do that here. Oh, great. Because we have a Patreon page now. Oh. We've had it for some time. Yes. We'd love you to stop by, everybody. Yeah, stop by. Patreon.com slash the high gain. Look around. Yeah. Subscribe at whatever level is cool for you, Dad. Whatever. We labeled them all clever, like single coil, humbucker, P90. Yeah. Whatever is your thing. Yeah. No pressure. But it really does help us. It actually does. It actually does. Defraying costs and, yep. you know, if nothing else, we can keep driving to Uncle Frank's. Yep. To get cool, cool guitars like this here, Dan Armstrong. Are you going to keep driving to Uncle Frank's with me, Ed? 
Oh, absolutely. We should do that and just keep getting cool guitars. And talking about talking them. about them and putting up pictures. Yeah, which on, you can see on Instagram. Yeah, you at could, the high gain. Yep. Yep. You could go to the Twitters. Yep, at the high gain. You could go to the Facebooks at the high gain. You could go to the internet. www. The high gain. You could send us an email at the high gain pod at gmail.com at gmail.com send us a letter and request a song for the beverages yeah because my wife is just going to keep asking for lady gaga i'll do it and we don't want that i'll do it i've had enough yep okay okay r.i.p bradley cooper